Chapter 2 After a time of wandering, Joseph came to the long valley called Nuestra Señora, and there he recorded his homestead. Nuestra Señora, the long valley of Our Lady in central California, was green and gold and yellow and blue when Joseph came into it. The level floor was deep in wild oats and canary mustard flowers. The river San Francisquito flowed noisily in its bouldered bed through a cave made by its little narrow forest. Two flanks of the coast range held the valley of Nuestra Señora close, on one side guarding it against the sea, and on the other against the blasting winds of the great Salinas Valley. At the far southern end, a pass opened in the hills to let out the river, and near this pass lay the church and the little town of Our Lady. The huts of Indians clustered about the mud walls of the church, and although the church was often vacant now and its saints were worn and part of its tile roof lay in a shattered heap on the ground, and although the bells were broken, the Mexican Indians still lived nearabout and held their festivals, danced La Jota on the packed earth and slept in the sun. When his homestead was recorded, Joseph set out for his new home. His eyes glittered with excitement under his broad-brimmed hat, and he sniffed at the valley hungrily. He wore new jeans with a circle of brass buttons around the waist, a blue shirt, and a vest for the sake of the pockets. His high-heeled boots were new, and his spurs shone like silver. An old Mexican was trudging painfully into Our Lady. His face lighted up with pleasure when Joseph drew near. He removed his hat and stepped aside. Is there a fiesta someplace? He asked politely. Joseph laughed with delight. I have a hundred and sixty acres of land up the valley. I'm going to live on it. The old walker's eyes lighted on the rifle, which in its scabbard lay snugly under Joseph's leg. If you see a deer, senor, and if you kill that deer, remember old Juan. Joseph rode on, but he called back over his shoulder. When the house is built, I'll make a fiesta. I'll remember you then, old Juan. My son-in-law plays the guitar, senor. Then he'll come too, old Juan. Joseph's horse walked quickly along, swishing with its hoofs through the brittle oak leaves. The iron shoes rang against protruding stones. The path went through the long forest that bordered the river. As he rode, Joseph became timid and yet eager, as a young man is who slips out to a rendezvous with a wise and beautiful woman. He was half-drugged and overwhelmed by the forest of Our Lady. There was a curious femaleness about the interlacing boughs and twigs, about the long green cavern cut by the river through the trees and the brilliant underbrush. The endless green halls and aisles and alcoves seemed to have meanings as obscure and promising as the symbols of an ancient religion. Joseph shivered and closed his eyes. Perhaps I'm ill, he said. When I open my eyes, I may find that all this is delirium and fever.
As he rode on and on, the fear came upon him that this land might be the figure of a dream which would dissolve into a dry and dusty morning. A manzanita branch whipped his hat off and dropped it on the ground, and when Joseph dismounted, he stretched his arms and leaned down to pat the earth with his hand. There was a need in him to shake off the mood that had fallen upon him. He looked up to the treetops where the sun flashed on trembling leaves, where the wind sang huskily. When he mounted his horse again, he knew that he could never lose the feeling for the land. The crying leather of his saddle, the jingle of his spur chains, the rasping of the horse's tongue over the bit roller, sang the high notes over the land's throbbing. Joseph felt that he had been dull, and now suddenly was sensitized, had been asleep, and was awakened.